pull bar stool. This is going to be a construction edition of the social media podcast. On cue, there you go. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I'm going to have my friend Andrew Foxwell on the show. We're going to talk about rethinking the Facebook funnel. And we'll, we'll talk about Canvas. We'll talk about getting creative with landing pages, video, just all kinds of stuff. I'm recording this after drinking a really hefty beer. So I'm kind of happy I got through this one. So sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLimmer.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook. Here with the construction edition of the social media podcast, where each week we invite you to the virtual pub. We get drunk on social media. So in the background, we got people pounding on walls, uh, working on my boy's bathroom, fixing it up, making it look nice and spiffy. Uh, but we're going to fight through it. And uh, I've invited my friend once, once a month, Mr. Andrew Foxwell, to the show. How you doing, Andrew? Hey, I'm doing good. And thanks for having me, Construction Edition. You know, we did one of these last year. And look, all of us that are solopreneurs that work at home, we get how this goes. Sometimes you got stuff going on that you can't control. So I told John, we just got to roll with this because the people don't mind a little hammer and nail uh, in the background. And also, when he, John said his boy's bathroom, he's not talking about me, I, although I am his boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just, just important clarification for those of you listening. That's right. That's right. Um, I, I have a feeling you're about to disappoint me, Andrew, with this one, but you know how it works here. What are you drinking? Well, I tell you, yesterday I had an incredible O'Reillya Belgian Strong Am mm. from Wisconsin Brewing Company. It was really nice drinking in a snifter. And I'll be real honest with you, I had a couple of those um, and they're pretty hefty. And so this morning I'm having water um, because we all went a little serious on that. But uh, but that is a that is a tasty, tasty brew. So you're probably still sweating that one out right now, in other words, right? I am I am currently as we speak, I'm actually you can't see this because this isn't on video people, but I am actually sweating through my my shirt. Uh, it's pretty disgusting. All right, well, I'm going to the complete opposite uh, side of the spectrum here. I'm working on a I Love You With My Stout. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that, with that uh, name, but it, this one's a little evil, and it is by Evil Twin Brewing. 12% alcohol by volume, Imperial Stout. So for 9, cool. t- 9.20 in the morning, I'm a little nervous about this one. But well, so, so buckle I, your seatbelt. Yeah, you may have to take the reins by the end here, Andrew. When I start acting crazy. So, anyway, let's get moving. You said like as we usually do this, um, I let you do all the work pretty much, and you send me a list of the stuff that, that's kind of interesting you right now, what you want to talk about, and so we'll, we'll poke, you know, kind kind of grab a few of those things, and you know, we can certainly take this whatever direction we want. But one of the things that uh, you want to talk about, rethinking the Facebook funnel. So what, what are you thinking there? I mean, what are you seeing with the Facebook funnel right now? Well, I think we don't definitely want to get you talking about the Evergreen campaign a little bit and, and kind of that, that concept and that framework. But what I think is, is the reason I say this is we've definitely heard a lot in the Power Hitters Club, johnloomer.com backslash PHC, recently that there's been a – 
the model is being disrupted of, of, of those, for those of us that are Facebook advertisers of what actually works and what doesn't. Uh, a very traditional model of getting ads up and running, front end for conversions, having retargeting on the back end, still works to some degree, but it's more difficult, especially as Facebook is making it more difficult, especially as they're introducing more ad units and things like that. So it's clear to me, and we talked a lot about video on the last podcast, but or podcast, but you know, it's clear to me that they're they're making moves to 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 try to have us be more creative in that Facebook funnel, the things that we're doing. And the reason that I think they're doing that is at advertisers, or excuse me, consumer is saying and users are saying, this is, isn't really that interesting, right? It's not helping me, it's not something that I feel good about. And now we have access to Canvas. And so, you know, that's one idea, right? There's new things, there's, there's, there's always this new stuff that they're trying. And I think the traditional funnel that we've used is a challenge. I was really struck this month by a gentleman that I talked to from Australia, spending about $500 a day on Facebook, doing really well. And his ads, all they were doing, they were to different interest group segments. So he had the, he had the same ad, which was a photo slideshow ad unit, okay, of, his, of pictures of his products. And he launched it to different segments of his customer group about, I think it was probably about 20 segments. It was a lot. Mm and he launched all of those ads that went to a landing page where they could fill out the form and get the discount code. And that's all that the ads were doing. And he was able to get the emails for under $2. And then once people came through, his emails were good enough that he was able to convert a customer for like sub $7 US, which is pretty unbelievable. And so what struck me about that is that Facebook for a long time, you know, they, they're not, they for a while now have done this kind of anti one field landing page thing and maybe they maybe they eventually that guy's strategy won't work but what i liked about it was it was completely different like when would i start 20 ad sets with 20 different subgroups of people instead of putting them in one right, right? that's not something i would traditionally do and how and he, you know thinking about the photo slideshow he then was doing video as well doing retargeting to website visitors with the video and he was separating those by placement so the reason I mention this is that there's clear to me there's an opportunity for us to rethink this funnel, to rethink the way that we're going about this, and 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 be more creative. And I want to be clear, I don't have the answers. I don't think anybody has all of the answers on this, but they're forcing us to be more creative. So how can we kind of you know build that brand experience so at the time they get there they actually convert? Yeah, look, and uh, I, th I think it's really important to, to re reiterate, we don't have the answers because what I don't like is people come on and say, this is how you do it. Follow this template, you know, get 40 times ROI and all this kind of garbage, get conversions for $5, emails for 20 cents, whatever it is. And this is, this is how it's done. Whereas it's like, it's fluid. And the main thing is don't always be looking to copy other people and what they're doing. Learn from what they're doing. But just because it worked for them doesn't make it mean it's going to work for you. There's so many factors that go into what works and what doesn't. Um, it's not just the creativity and, and kind of the structure that they created. It's also who are the people you're targeting? What's your message? What's your product? All that kind of business. Um, but and the main thing I think that you're trying to get here, get out of here is to be creative and and do things in different ways um, 
to, to be most effective and experiment a lot. That's kind of what I think. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think this ties into one of the other things I was thinking that is becoming increasingly important, which is that landing page. Yeah. Um, and what's wait, wait, what wait, has wait. been increasing more important, increasingly more important or less important? Because no, I think increasingly more important. But a lot of times we're not even going to have a landing page anymore because of Canvas and historicals. Well, and right, right. But but my so that's an extension exactly. So like if you, let's just say hypothetically that we're not talking about Canvas and we're talking about landing page on your website, I don't think it is no longer. It's no longer sufficient, in my opinion. Um, if you're spending a significant amount of dollars on Facebook and Instagram to have a landing page that is your homepage. You, you, you've oh, got to have landing geez. pages that are tied to the specific message that you're going for, because not only does this help us on cost, but this helps us on um, things like relevance score. You know, that's a very clear measure of relevance score that they haven't come out and said, but the landing page has to be good, has to match. They want it to match, which is why they're giving us things like instant articles and talking about Canvas, et cetera because they want that experience to match exactly what you're talking about. So that, that to me is, is not something I would have maybe said a month ago. I would have said, look, if you got a landing page, it's working, set that up as the main one. But now if you're gonna launch an ad for a certain clothing line or whatever, or a certain whatever festival that uh, you're wanting to get your people to talk about, you launch those ads going to that specific page so that it matches because Facebook is absolutely looking at that. And that's a really important one that I think a lot of people don't know and I would definitely encourage them to think more about. Yeah, landing page, if you're sending them to a landing page, obviously, is absolutely important. I had a one-on-one -on -one last week with somebody who I swear, they're doing almost everything right and doing it really well. They're being creative. Um, they're they're experimenting with all these various features that are out there, they're remarketing. And um, so they had an auction website where they feature you know, auctions from all these different clients and whatnot. They're either in person or online. <clears throat> and um, so after they send them there, they like, create website custom audiences and remarket to them. Well, sounded really great. And then it's like, well, so what, where, what page, so there's for this, these coin auctions, where, where are you sending them to? I'm sending to the homepage. It's like, well, that doesn't tell you anything then. Like, so if you're sending to the homepage, first of all, they're gonna be confused and like, wait a minute, I just saw, I saw this ad about coin auctions I'm really interested in. Now I get sent to this homepage, it's all about all this stuff and it's not delivering on any of the things that, that I thought I was coming here for. So they're gonna be upset. Second thing is if you're remarketing to that group of people who clicked on the coin auction stuff, You've created a website custom audience of people who likely who just visited the homepage. And that doesn't tell you that they're interested in coin auctions because they could have come from anywhere. So, right. I mean, there's the, the, the landing page is so important, not only for your remarketing, but for that user experience. I mean, you can't expect the conversion rate to be good in that case either when they don't see what it is they're expecting to see based on the end. Well, and I think it's really interesting as well that if you have a set of products um, or even services, um, Think about it the way that you think of, you think about it as a consumer. Put yourself back in that position. I don't. If I go to a site, I don't think about. Mm, I really want some. I, I really want. Um, let's just take for example some shoes. Um, I really want some shoes for. For um, that are high tops. I want high top shoes. 
I do I want, want high cool. top shoes. Yeah, sure enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want some high top shoes. What you're thinking about is you're thinking about the experience you're going to have in the shoes. So why not have a landing or a running landing page? Um, why not have a landing page that's specific to concerts and say the best shoes for concerts? And think about it in the experience. That, that to me is a better match of, of what Facebook's trying to put us into. And it's not as much around sending them into the styles. I don't know whether I want um, a low top or a high top or a sandal yet. I, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. What's best for those? Um, and, and anyway, so I think that's, I think that's totally important. Uh, and I think that that's really real. And think about the other thing that ties into this a little bit is the amount of which those of us have, have previous customers, we have people that like you, and how you do not necessarily use real testimonials or real information from those people hmm. um, on the landing pages. Hmm. If you ask any consumer about, or any ads even, right? If you ask any consumer about, look, what, uh, what did you like about this? What did it say, you know, and, and you know, how do you find products as you look in other spaces? They'll say, I really look at reviews right. and review side. I mean, a lot of people don't use that. So that could be pretty powerful, I think. Yeah, I, I, look, that's that's a nice push for me. This, this is something I've known I need to update on my landing page forever. And it's just straight laziness that I haven't. So I've collected testimonials. I've used them in email campaigns. And I, I still haven't updated my, my landing page with it. And it really is important. Um, I mean, they can't be you know, fake testimonials. Uh, they got to be, you know, these are people I associate with or trust or, or whatever. Um, especially like, you know, what is their story? Is their story similar to mine? Um, and is it believable? I hope it's believable. It should be real. Right. So um, absolutely it's important. And I'm not perfect. And that's something I need to do too. Right. And I think, you know, why the one of the most powerful things I've seen in this stripe, and I, this is a little bit off track, but yeah. and I, a creative idea for those of you out there is uh, I saw a uh, and it wasn't a product video. It wasn't like the classic startup video. Like, this is what you know, this is what Foxwell dot Foxwell does for you. Like it does this, you know, like it's going to make your life better. It was a uh, it was a collection of testimonials from different consumer segments. Um, there was like six testimonials for the service that I was working with. It's an app. Um, and they actually created emails for the people that were in the, in the ads. So it was like, hi, I'm John. I use this service to do X. It was awesome. Um, it was, you know, here's what I was running into. It was like, I had all these problems and then this helped me do this. If you have any other questions, hit me up at John at the company name.com. And they set them up, they set all them up in email alias hmm. and like, I just thought that was so awesome and creative because I forced, I was like, look, let's think creatively about not just talking about the service, but talking about the people that's affected. And then people identified with it um, because obviously they click on that. If you go to a website, like you're looking at another company, what do you look at? Case studies and testimonials. You want to hear what other people say. You're going to go on vacation somewhere. What are you looking at? Reviews. Right. <laughs> you know. And so I think that's really important. And one thing that Facebook I have seen is certainly taking into effect um in, in other places as well with landing pages and with ads and thinking about the way to be creative so a little bit off topic but something i think is definitely necessary not not off topic at all man not off topic at all it's good good content so shifting gears a little bit here audience network um i've been very slow to 
adopt or adapt. I'm not even sure which one to use at this point. I'm halfway through this 12% beer. Um, but the, the early results I saw from Audience Network were deceiving. So I would get lots and lots and lots of clicks, but I saw that the quality of those clicks was poor. And, I, and as soon as I used an app that especially that, that I knew used Audience Network because I saw my ads on it, I understood why that might happen. Because you're in the middle of playing this game, click, 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 all of a sudden this ad comes up unexpectedly and you click on it. Because, um, you know, people are a little tricky. So, so that to me explained why that might happen, why you might get a lot of uh, low quality clicks or basically accidental clicks. So I've pretty much gone away from using Audience Network, but it sounds like you're seeing otherwise these days. What are you seeing? I mean, I've seen pretty decent results in it from a uh, from a click perspective, and actually the quality has gotten a lot better. Um, it didn't used to be as good, but what's interesting to me is this all ties into some things we've seen in the Power Hitters Club talk, people talking about, and certainly something I've seen, which is um, for a long time, if I were to go in and look at things, I would say, uh, look at an account, a lot of people would have only the mobile newsfeed, desktop newsfeed selected, right? Because right-hand side is not where they want to go. And audience Which network they is should. They, they need to, to use the right side. They need the right side. Right. And, and so, uh, but, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times people aren't experimenting on the right side, and that can be helpful. Uh, <clears> but let's talk about the audience network, is that Facebook is, is definitely, some of you may have seen this, definitely been harder on launching ads and then giving them a certain amount of impressions. And if nothing happens from that very small amount of impressions of less than 500, they're not gonna show the ad anymore, especially with a finite amount of inventory on the desktop and mobile newsfeed. So it's clear that they have to make the audience network placement more high quality, not only from a perspective of that they, they just need to do it, you know, like because there needs to be more inventory, but because they, they need to have another place that people can put things that's quality. And one of the things they did with Audience Network early on was they put the, the placements really in a lot of junky places, or they allowed them to be in places that weren't that good. Mm. And I think one of the other pieces of Canvas and um, other on-site experiences that Facebook's having is the longer instant articles, et cetera, the longer they can keep us on the site, the longer we get more immersed in that, and that's a place that they then can put ads. And so I think that's clearly what's happening here. And I've definitely, people have commented, they've seen articles or they've seen um, ads in instant articles. And I think that's that's a good thing. And I don't necessarily, we don't know yet um, that that's the case in a majority of senses, but I have seen really decent results actually coming from the audience network in, in um, different client accounts. And it's something that I would encourage you to take a second look at. And if you have any thoughts on it, and maybe you haven't seen as good a results, um, I would you know give us, shoot me an email, Andrew at Foxwell Digital. I'm always open to hearing, hearing about it. But you know, I would, I would think if you haven't tried it in the last two weeks, try it again and see kind of what you think and, and take it slow. But um, I just didn't think that's a different, that's a new place to check out. Yeah, I mean, it's a couple things there. I mean, first of all, if you are using Instant Articles, and Instant Articles will be available to all publishers uh, April 12th, F8. And not to mention, there is actually an Instant Articles WordPress plugin now, officially from Facebook, to get your website ready. So some, some uh, publishers actually can run these right now, run Instant Articles right now. 
um, not just the big dogs. I think it's on a test on a low level. Uh, I'm, I have the, the plugin on my site. I can't do anything with it because I don't have the, the options within my, my page settings. But this could be really big um, for the, uh, uh, the, the audience network um, ad placings and distribution because within instant articles, now you're not required to add, put ads in there for, instant, for uh, audience network. But you can. you can. You can go no ads, I'm sure. You can put ads of your own in there, but you know, following certain guidelines. Um, so that will inc- increase the distribution. But the other thing increasing the distribution is, this has been on the lowdown. Like, Facebook has not been you know, very vocal about this. Um, you, publishers now can also add audience network inventory to their mobile sites. Um, now... I have tried this. <laughs> I've not done it successfully yet. So, but I assume others have. Um, I'm not sure what the holdup is. I placed the code on my site and all that stuff, and it's not running. But uh, the point is that audience network is definitely expanding. It's not just like a select few apps anymore. It's not just these um, intrusive pop-ups that come up out of nowhere where you get accidental clicks. There is more to it. So the fact that I had those poor results in the beginning, in the beginning may, not, may not be the case now, especially because of Canvas, or excuse me, about um, instant articles and because of the mobile placement, where those are like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool, I'm gonna click on that, as opposed to an accidental click. Yeah, it's, it's getting bigger, and it's something I would just encourage those of you that are listening to check out um, and think about where that kind of how you could integrate that and get the code up there, start to be smart about that. Um, and as you, be, you know, you get access coming up here in April, uh, how you can begin to test that and, and be smart about it. Um, Facebook ultimately always wants us to spend more time on their platform. So that's, that's the thinking that we need to be in. Um, and, and as we talked about, I just want to reiterate this month too, we talked about last month, is that um, I would very much encourage you to think about how you can represent what you're doing with video. Um, I would really spend time. Uh, you, you're talking to you know, me. I know you're talking to me, Andrew. I, I'm talking directly to John. John's <laughs> clearly hammered at this point. You guys, you guys should see it. It's unbelievable. He's, can't, he's drooling. But, uh, but seriously, I, I, I really think, you know, whether, whatever type of service you have, or if it's a product, or if it's a store. Video is gonna be the new thing, it's already the new thing, and it's something I would just really encourage you to spend time working on and thinking about, and investing dollars into, because that's that's gonna make your success so much bigger on Facebook. Yeah, and we weren't planning to talk about this, but it actually brings up something else that you guys might not be aware of, and that's Facebook's new engagement on Facebook custom audiences. So. I don't know what's coming from this. All I know is what's there right now. And so this is a step forward from uh, Facebook's video views, custom audiences, where Facebook either gave you a checkbox or they automatically generated these custom audiences of people who viewed a video for at least three seconds or they viewed the entire thing or 95% plus. Now you've got this new option uh, engagement on Facebook custom audiences, which sounds generic, like any kind of engagement, but right now, so that sounds really exciting. Right now it's just video, but I've got to think that it's gonna be covering more engagement soon. But basically, this also makes video more important because 
You can create custom audiences based on people who viewed 3% of a video or select what videos. It could be any video. Uh, 3%, 10%, or excuse me, 3 seconds, 10 seconds, 25%, 50%, 75%, 95%. So you got lots of options. You can include any of your videos as opposed to Facebook creating what custom audience for just one. Suddenly you can start, and you can use a duration, right? So with that, that is not, you could not do that before. And why is that important? We talked, uh, Andrew touched on this briefly in the very beginning, talking about the evergreen campaign concept, but that runs because of a duration with the custom audience in the first place. So that was initially because someone performed an action like they um, opted in for something. And that starts, that triggers this evergreen campaign. It's like, okay, that, that's a one-time action. You're not going to do it again. Um, now let's put them into this, this campaign to introduce them to, to us, to indoctrinate them, to eventually get them to become a customer. Well, now we can do the same thing with video because of the engagement on Facebook uh, uh, custom audiences. So you show, the, show them this first video. You know that they, whatever that you, know, you want, the type of engagement you want, they've watched 50% or 95% of it. Okay, so let's exclude them from that campaign going forward. Let's move them on to the next video and show them the next one and the next one and whatever it is, you know, to eventually get them to convert. So there's lots of stuff we can do with that too. So I just want to make sure that, you know, that was mentioned. There's just, there's mm -hmm. lots of you know, cool stuff happening right now. Yeah, audience, I mean, audience building is big. And, and we talked, I think, maybe two or three podcasts ago about the, um, the power of lookalike audiences and the power of those audiences that are proprietary to you and how you can really think about not just loading in your whole customer list, but how you can load in your best customer list, how you can load in your customers from a certain geo that is your top performing geo and create a lookalike from that list um, only, right? So there's all these things that you can do and using those audiences that are proprietary to you is, have to be a huge part of your strategy. Um, they absolutely have to because that's really where you're gonna get a lot of the traction and that's where the, the prices are gonna be the most reasonable. Um, and it's a great way to, to expand your campaign instead of just thinking about one audience. You know, and there, there's different layers of the power of those lookalike audiences, right? So there's, you know, the customer list is better than, let's say a lookalike of your page fans, unless your page fans are really built the right way, which many people's aren't. So, uh, there, you know, there's different levels and those of us that have been advertising for a while know that. But I think definitely some of the tactics you talk about and the things that you're thinking about, that helps tie into our first topic of using these, using the audiences in different ways to support different parts of the funnel and being creative. Um, and it may not be that your sale is, it, that happens that day. You may need to think longer tail on this. And you may need to pull out that time that you're willing to look and, invent, and, and, and attribute uh, the things that you're, excuse me, attribute the things uh, that you're looking it, at. I, I did not understand uh, you when you said attribute. Uh, uh, attribute. And so now I'm hammered too. So I, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely getting hammered, by the way. Because I, 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 I got to admit that as you were talking, I completely forgot, you know, what we we're talking about. But continue. <laughs> Construction edition, man, it's nuts in here. Let's just be really honest. For those of you that are trying to do something athletic right now and listening to this, <laughs> kudos to you. Yeah. Kudos yeah to you because we're just over here having here's listening to a bar conversation is what you're listening to. exactly yeah and uh, actually I, I did just remember I just spilled some beer just remember uh, what I wanted to ask you so this is going back a little bit 
um, we're talking about instant articles briefly. And the fact that you know all publishers are going to be able to use instant articles by April 12th is really exciting. Now, there's one question I get a lot, and I only know a partial answer to that 100%. I know, you know I'm, I'm kind of have my suspicions otherwise, but is do we get the traffic and can we create custom audiences out of that traffic? Um, the first answer, based on my understanding, is we can place Google Analytics and other type of script in there to still get, the, get that traffic. Um, this is a feed from your site, which also brings up questions to me though. Like someone could create, for example, and they do this. I hate these people. They take an RSS feed from my site or someone else's site and create that, put that content on their site. I don't get that traffic. So is that what's happening here? Um, am I, is Google going to recognize this traffic? Can I create a website custom audience out of that traffic? Andrew, do you know the answers to these questions? I do not know the answer, but I would assume it would make sense that they would allow us to do that. Um, that you know, if, if Facebook is trying to make this palatable as an alternative to sending people directly to your site, they have to allow you to build audiences from that. That would make sense. And then it would make sense that you would be able to build website custom audiences from it um, because it would be faster and you probably the numbers would look better on their, their end as well. So I think the answer is, I don't know 100%, but it would make sense that they would give you that option. That seems to be reasonable. Here's a hunch. Here's a hunch, because we we're just talking about engagement on Facebook custom audiences. Mm -hmm. My hunch is that these, aren't, these wouldn't be website custom audiences, because I, it's possible, if this is just a feed, it's possible we aren't actually getting traffic on our sites and that Google may not recognize that as well, other than having a snippet of code and being able to track that from, from Google Analytics. Um, my hunch is this is going to be one of the new options within engagement on Facebook custom audiences, so people who clicked to read your instant article. Yeah, that, it, that could very well be the case. I would imagine. Because I think they... it's separate. I think I, I, if it's not truly on your site, I, I, I question whether this could be a true website custom audience. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. Maybe it'd be some other type of audience we don't even know yet. You know, yeah. article. I mean, look at what they're doing with video. That's probably a similar thing, like read the article to 75% or something. You'd be able to do that, use that. That might be an opportunity there. But, you know, on the podcast, we try not to deal in hypotheticals, but this is, <laughs> this is a hypothetical discussion. Yeah. And hypothetically, we should be coming up on our time just not to, not to, you know, to try to get this done. I just want to make sure. Are we good on time? But you understand how it works, though, right? We can't finish a show with a partial beer remaining. No, I understand. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm just wanting to be sensitive of timeline. You should be sensitive uh, to my belly and the fact that this beer is 12%. And you're not being I'm, sensitive. And it makes me sensitive and, and kind of teary a little bit. <laughs> I'm very insensitive, you know? I mean, it's... That's really the theme of this podcast. It's like, if you're not, if you're not drinking during the day, what are you doing? At 9 a.m. You know, what are you doing? All right. So I have just the right amount for you to finish it up and tell everybody um, where to find Andrew Foxwell and I'll find all your goodies and stuff. So go for it. Sure. Well, for those of you listening, thanks for checking us out. Um, if this is the first time listening, we're honored. Uh, hope you can rate us on iTunes because we appreciate that. 
But uh, the big thing that we're looking for here is um, information. And if you have any interesting stuff you've seen or tests that you've run or things you want to share with us, you can always email me at andrew at foxwelldigital.com um, and we'll, we'd love to check it out. Um, also, we have a new thing that I've been doing the last three months now. My wife and I have been working on it. It's called the Foxwell Digital Download. It's a monthly recap of the things you need to read in the Facebook and Instagram world uh, of what's happening at a micro and a macro level. And if there's things, articles that you believe should be considered for that, you can send them our way. Um, or if you want to subscribe, you can let me know at my email, Andrew at Foxville Digital. Um, you can also read the first issue on our website at foxwilldigital.com and sign up there too. So yeah, that's kind of what I have going on. And if you want to chit chat with us, I'm at, at Andrew Foxwell on Twitter. And that's really the places you can get a hold of me. That's basically all my info. So that's 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 kind of an exhaustive list. Well, what's your address though? If they want to come meet you in person. Yeah, so my address <laughs> is I think it's in Colorado. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Well, I am out of beer. Um, I am. I bought the. I already got the tab. I already got it. I, I hope so because I can't even find my wallet right now. <laughs> this, this beer is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, so the the Foxwell Digital Download is awesome. Um, I, I read your last one. I was immediately inspired to write, uh, I don't want to say a copycat, right? I didn't like, oh, what links are they using? I'm going to use it. But it's like, that's a really good idea uh, to give kind of like a, a, a recap of what you may have missed as opposed to the way I've been using my newsletter, um, or not, basically my email list so far is like, okay, here's my latest blog post. And here are a little, you know, a few notes about that to make you want to click and read it. And then, of course, you know, if, if I've got anything to promote to you, I'll let you know. But I think what else, what other people are wanting is, you know, an, an update to kind of keep them up, up to speed. And so basically, what I did was, I went back through my Power Hitters Club weekly webinars and kind of s s grabbed a few selected uh, uh, links of things I talked about. And during the last month, and I, f I featured those five links, and so that's just just so you know, Andrew, you guys are awesome, and that inspired me to do what I'm doing, what I just started doing last month, and people love that too. So I think I need to pay you a royalty for all revenue going forward. Well, yeah, it's really a credit to my wife Gracie at Gracie Foxwell on Twitter, who's a great writer and uh, and helps kind of synthesize a lot of information. You know, there's a lot of noise, right, in, in any industry. And I think the challenge is, and a lot of people that are probably listening to this, you're somebody that, that appreciates important and filtered and useful information. Something you want to walk away, you want to take away, you want to use it. And that's a big difference between a lot of people. There's a lot of hypotheticals. There's a lot of if this, do this, you know, things that are like in the, in the stratosphere that aren't necessarily real. And they're not done by practitioners, which I think makes – this podcast is a little different. You know, we're talking about things that we are actually doing on a regular basis alongside of you. So um, the, the, the Foxville Digital Download is an extension for, for you to make sure that whether you do Facebook marketing for one hour a week or you tried it or you're a marketing director, it's something, somebody that's getting into it, it's a place to start. And that's really what we were trying to do is keep people updated um, and let them know and place to kind of get into and kind of get your hands dirty and see the way that they're thinking about it and the way that you might want to be shifting your mental thinking and your strategy as you kind of go forward in your marketing. 
So anyway, I appreciate the plug, man, and I'm glad you're a, you're a reader. I looked at the report last month, and it said links clicked John Loomer 21. Oh. <laughs> Did I really? So I, yeah, they do that. So there was only there was only 11 links in the article, which means that you, cl- that you clicked each of them at least almost twice. At least almost twice. So oh, busted, man. basically, is what I got. Red hand. Are you sure it wasn't 21 opens? I mean, that would make more sense. I might have done that. Uh, actually, I think it was 21 opens. I All think right. you're right. right. But still, 21 opens. I mean, look, John, I know you like me. A little, little obsessed. A little obsessed. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm a little too drunk for 9.54 in the morning. Uh, this was unexpected and is not normal. But uh, I appreciate, pre- <laughs> appreciate you, Andrew Foxwell, and everybody else uh, for tuning in. Uh, man, I've got nothing else at this point. I just see right. you not in your head. Oh. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And <laughs> look, have a great rest of the week. Until next time, do awesome things. We are out.